0: Hey y'all, this is Samira, your podcast cousin, and you're listening to the Adulthood Chronicles podcast, the show that explains how to navigate adulting for real for baby millennials and Gen Z. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Adulthood Chronicles I am really excited about this episode because I finally got my first guest on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to introduce him just yet, but um, I will in a moment. But first, I just wanted to start off with the Black Business of the Week, per usual. And this week, it's going to go to Take Off Luggage. So Take Off Luggage is essentially a Black-owned luggage brand, I think, they're based out of Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, um, or the the founder, he's from Detroit or something like that. But essentially, it's travel size luggage, like your carry-on, but the wheels are completely detachable. So you know how on uh, the airline website, it'll tell you the dimensions, what you need, and then you get to the airport. In spirit or frontier, they on some bull talking about your bag don't fit. Well, in this instance, you can just take off the wheels. And it'll shrink the bag down to fit every airline, including the budget airlines, Fair and Frontier. And I think it gets small enough where you can even fit it under your seat on some of the major airlines like Delta and things like that. Now, I don't know the price of how much these suitcases cost. And I believe right now he just has carry-on sizes. Not, it's not like a full um, family, a luggage type thing. Um, but he does have a website called takeoffluggage.com, and you'll be able to find and purchase your products there. And he's also on social media as Take Off Luggage on TikTok. Um, so, yeah, just go support that brand um, and see if it'll work for you. Now, this part is what I'm excited for the content of the show. I have a very, very, very special guest today, my friend Taylor. How are you, Taylor? Thank you hey guys i'm doing good how are you samira i'm good girl cheesing i'm not as nervous no i know i know it's <laughs> like yeah y'all we were like before we started the show we were both so nervous Talking about our hearts beating we just cheesing a <laughs> camera um uh, just because i feel like it's just a little unnatural for both of us to be doing this it's not something that neither one of us really do um but it's still exciting nonetheless Um, So I have Taylor here because Taylor is an entrepreneur, a Gen Z entrepreneur, and I am a corporate girly, a millennial corporate girly at that. Um, So I kind of just wanted to talk to Taylor about, I guess, the differences and being an entrepreneur um, versus being in the corporate world and and things like that. Um, But I do want to start off with a little fun fact for y'all about this. So if y'all didn't know, um, I know people, the boomers and older millennials be trying to uh, get on Gen Z and tell them they lazy and all that. But out of all the generations, Gen Z is leading inside hustles. So that means 53% of them have a side hustle, and then 50% of millennials do, and 43% of Gen Z. And that was by a study um, in April 2023 of about 2,500 U.S. adults. So Gen Z is obviously killing it um, with the side hustle (laughs) movement. Yeah, that's (laughs) amazing. That's amazing fact. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's really interesting though, but I guess y'all about y'all money or it's either y'all about y'all money or like y'all have no choice to be about y'all money because the economy is really ass, so. (laughs) Okay. I think
1: think it's also, um, I feel like and with Gen Z, we kind of push, like, we're more about, like, the entrepreneurship mindset because I think we have more access to this knowledge and knowing that mm-hmm. it's a pain for us. Like, yeah. growing up, I feel like our parents and stuff, they didn't grow up with learning and having technology, like, and all this access to this information that lets them know, like, okay, you can have your own business. Like,
0: yeah, that's something, too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But before we dive deep into this I know, conversation, I that is going to be very interesting. Uh, Taylor, I just want you to induce, introduce yourself to everyone, just a little bit about yourself, um, what you do as a as an entrepreneur and things like that. Just real, real brief, real cute. Okay. So real
1: brief. My name is Taylor Beard. I just turned 24 in May and I'm from Chicago. Uh, I'm a public relations practitioner, um, but my main thing really, I am an entrepreneur and I do spiritual advising. So um, that includes like tarot readings. I take venting calls. Um, really, I just provide a lot of guidance to people and ultimately help people change their mindset to more positive mindset and just, you know, doing things that are best for them and connecting them mm-hmm. to their higher selves. So- that's pretty much what I do.
0: I mean, I do a little bit of everything. I bake. Yeah. I was just about to say, like, since I know you, you don't have five business, you, you don't have five businesses. You bake, you do the spiritual healing stuff, girl. You do everything. Yeah. Um, that's good though. It reminds me of um, you know how people always talk about Kiki Palmer staying with a job. <laughs> she always got something going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's definitely definitely yeah. how I feel about you, girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so I want to know what made you decide to take the entrepreneurship route instead of going to like a corporate nine to five. Man, I've known for a long
1: time, like, that I wanted to do something that would provide me like freedom. And a lot money. of money, like, I mean, I can remember being as young as 10 and telling people I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, and it's because I I just, I don't like conforming to, like, uh, <laughs> just anything, really. I just don't like conforming to other people's, mm-hmm. like, system and stuff. So it's like, even just working in corporate, I just knew, like, okay... I'm gonna have to dress a certain way when I go to work. Mm-hmm. I can't have tattoos showing and nose piercings, and I can't like smoke weed. Like, going me be honest with you, like, I can't smoke <laughs> things. that I know oh, it's
0: a new day now. You can, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: you know, it's just like you're right though. But it's like I just growing up, I thought that way. I was just like, I don't want to be limited to that and mm-hmm. I don't know I just liked working for myself I just always been the type since I was in third grade I've been having side <laughs> like I just I don't know
0: I just like
1: working for myself as like hustling.
0: yeah so then if you knew at such a young age that you were gonna be an entrepreneur, or wanted to be an entrepreneur. What made you decide to still go to college then? If y'all don't know, me and Taylor, we went to college together. That's how we met. Don't ask me the exact year because I don't remember. I don't even remember how we met. I think it was in the class. I don't know. 2018, fall
1: 2018. Really? Yeah. It was that
0: long ago? hmm. Why in my head? It was like barely before the pandemic. <laughs> Anything before the pandemic is just like a blur to me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. But I knew you were going
1: to ask me that question. That's funny. So the reason why I decided to go to college is because, as funny as it is, so as much as I wanted to be an entrepreneur, my family always had this idea of me working in corporate. (laughs) Like,
0: Oh, dang. What happened? You good? The outlet. Uh, (laughs) it barely went out. It went out for like a second. Yeah, it's just my display. It had went out. Yeah, it's fine. I'll edit it out. (laughs) It's cool.
1: Okay, so, so yeah, my family always had this idea that I needed like. Oh, yeah, Taylor's going to work in corporate. Like, that's just what they pushed on me. Like, college Mm -hmm. and corporate is what they pushed on me my whole life. Like, And Mm so I went to college because that's what my family expected me to do, honestly. I didn't... At the time that I went to college, I still knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But college was like me setting myself up for something. You know what I mean? Like... Because at that time, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, I didn't become a baker until the summer after college. So that was my first real side hustle for real. Like, like one that made me a lot of money, I should say. Um, But yeah, so it's like, I went because of the expectations of my family. And then also because I just didn't know what else I would do. I knew I didn't want to go do nine to five. So, yeah. um, and I did want the networking I also knew college would be a great way for me to like travel because I went to school in Florida and I lived in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I always thought about that. I'm like, okay, you know, you want to go to HPCU, and then it's like, you want to start traveling more. That's a, that's a quick way. That's an easy way to enable that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I feel like my family, they didn't necessarily push a nine to five, but I feel I don't even think they pushed college, really. I think they just knew that I knew that I I wanted to do it, if that makes sense. I I think it was just like a a general expectation that they knew that they didn't have to even like, oh, college, when you get to college or college, college, like they just knew automatically I would go, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. But what made you... Since you wanted to be an entrepreneur since you were young at what point or what was it that made you feel confident enough in the decision to actually be an entrepreneur oh that's a good question like was there like a big defining moment like was there just a light bulb went off and you're like i know 100 percent, this is what i'm doing i'm confident in it and i'm going for it
1: yeah I would say the first initial, like when I really started getting serious was probably like sophomore year of college. I wanted to drop out. And at that point, but Mm -hmm. I didn't drop out because I was an out-of-state student and I had already invested $33,000 into it. So I was like, drop out. You got to finish. You got to have this degree. Mm -hmm. But I knew at that point I wasn't going to use the degree. And a few months after that, when I started, actually, I'm a a year later, actually, COVID. When I went home, I got stuck Mm -hmm. at home for COVID. I was driving home to do some stuff in my car and I ended up getting stuck there. Like, they shut the world down and I was like, I'm trying to make money and the guy I was dealing with at the time told me like, hey, you used to make edibles back at school and I wasn't that great at it but I was decent. And so, They Like they would hit a little bit, but, and he was just like, try it again. And when I tried again and actually during the pandemic ran it up and saw myself making money on my own, that's when Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, you can work for yourself. Even if it's not this, you know how to create a system where it's like, okay, you can, you know how to price things out and stuff to where you can make some
0: money for yourself. And that's what it was like pandemic. That's really cool to hear because I don't think I've ever had that type of faith in me when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like I've really? always it's like I know I'm I I know that I know about a lot of different things. I know that I am talented in doing a lot of things. Yeah. But I'm not confident that I can that things will work, I guess. Really? And I think maybe that's why I never I never jumped at stuff like even this podcast. Like this is a big step. This is, yeah. I I'm such a I'm very good at coming up with ideas and and things that I like to do and things I know I can make money off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just be letting fear take over. Fear of what? I don't know. Like what people think? I don't know because people don't fucking know me. But like just just fear. But we ain't doing that no more. So I'm just mm-hmm. that makes me happy though that you were you felt that like I'm about to break my nail. Um, that you felt that confident. <laughs> I guess the pandemic uh pandemic wasn't all bad. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't. And that was like like I said, the pandemic was like when I really started making money from like my hustles. But like really, mm-hmm. a year before that, when I first started banking, and it's so funny you said that. Like the fear that you have, right? Mm-hmm. And I really started baking because, like, I had a friend ask me, hey, can you make me some cookies and I'll pay you? Like, <laughs> and then I just one day was like, man, you've got to pay your bills and you haven't gotten a job this summer. Like, you're a college student. Mm-hmm. People don't want to hire you because they know you're going back mm-hmm. to school. So how are you going to do this? And one day I just posted my cookies on Facebook and I felt so silly about it. Like, yeah. posting
0: cookies on Facebook and saying, hey, guys, I'm saying so- like, I felt mm-hmm. so silly. But, like, why? But like, why do we why do? do Why we feel like that?
1: Society, these norms, like, that's why i feel be like, uh It's like, you really got to be humble. Like, you just got to humble yourself and be like, look, you either want to make some money or you don't. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so you're going to post your stuff or you're not going to post it because you're scared of what people think. Like, you just got to surrender. And that faith has yeah. to be strong because you go through periods, man. <laughs> like yeah it gets tough as an entrepreneur it does
0: we'll we'll get a little bit to that I <laughs> oh it's all good do you think even as much as you enjoy entrepreneurship since you do have a degree in public relations do you think you'll ever you know, switch over to the corporate route and maybe just do side hustles or businesses on the side on top of that? Or do you think you're a full-time entrepreneur for life?
1: I'm full-time entrepreneur for life. Yeah? <laughs> like, even when it gets tough, because I'm not going to lie, I've had a tough period recently. Like, this was my first tough period as an entrepreneur. Like, And it was real tough. But, like, I still, because my mom was, like, telling me, kind of like, hey, so you think about maybe getting a job or something? Like, <laughs> no.
0: No. she was trying like, to put out a little, little
1: feelings like, hey. No, for real. Like, she was, and then she like, she, she was getting on my ass about it, but, and I understood, but at the same time, I don't because it's a mindset thing. Remember, like, it's a mindset thing. Like, even the faith aspect, that's all mindset. And so it's like, I don't want to make myself feel like I have to go back to that or go and do something I don't want to do. Like, I want to just push myself and tell myself, hey, like, just get out here and get it. Like, (laughs) that's really what I want to do. Like, I don't want to, if I absolutely had to, (laughs) absolutely, like, it just got real, real, real bad. Yeah. But at the same time, no, because I just feel like I've built so much for myself now. And it's like, don't lose it, basically. Like, don't, like, so you don't have to go that route. You know what I mean?
0: Like, just team entrepreneur for life. I'm sure you're going to have uh, 50, 11 more jobs I entrepreneurship you. You gonna have every every business. Saintly gonna have a clothing line. She gonna have a vending machines. She gonna have Airbnb. She that gonna have so funny. a laundry mat. Any of them business y'all be talking about on the internet, she gonna have one of each. No, y'all. you know what's funny? <laughs> I'm about to tap Airbnb. I, she, I see. Told I see. you. <laughs> I told y'all. <laughs> That's crazy because I will do what I had to do, meaning get a second job. Not like. Oh, I will put out faith and work for myself. I'm like, "Oh, I yeah. got to grind and and pick up a, another job." So, do do do, another job. That's how I am. Not I I got to I don't know. I just really value stability. I know. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I took more of the corporate world or corporate. I don't know. Yeah. The 9 to 5. Because I like stability. I like a regular paycheck. I like to know how much it's going to yeah. be. I like to know, you know, I like to know what I'm, what I'm getting
1: <laughs> out yeah. of the
0: situation. I don't like too much unpredictability when it comes to my money, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Like routine and all it. that grinding. It's like I can grind for sure. I just do it where I know a I'm different way. To check. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. You just made that perspective
1: because it's like you're like okay it's time to get to it or like you know your grind is like kind of different from how i'm saying like so it's very mm. interesting yeah very interesting and definitely what you said about the paycheck thing like <laughs> and i don't know i don't even want to talk too much because i don't know what your remaining questions you <laughs> No, it's not
0: good i told you it's be like um like a conversation yeah, yeah. I was going to say that I, in the, in the, whatever chances this podcast pops off or whatever I might do on the side in the future pop off, I still don't know if I would choose to do it full time. (laughs) I -hmm. think, I think, I mean, it just depends on how much money we talking, but I think I can see myself still doing full-time corporate, but side hustling, not full-time. (laughs) <laughs> entrepreneur. One, I don't like dealing with folks like, cus- like I could be good at customer service but it just depends on the product or the service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like for instance if I sold marketing services don't ask for my help and then not want to take my help because what, what are we doing? Uh-huh. Like I don't like shit like that and that would just piss me off and I wouldn't get no business. So yeah. I don't know if I'll ever would do Full time entrepreneurship, unless I was like retired or some shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but you can never say never. I know. And when you said
1: something about the money, too, that's what I'm saying. Like,
0: don't think
1: like you can touch numbers. Like, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, the entrepreneurship thing is more so it's a risk that you have to take. Like, you have to be willing to take risk and you have to, like, release the fear and the stability thing that she said. Like, that's something. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, when you do entrepreneurship for so long and you have a steady system, you will average out the same amount of income pretty much every month. Unless like, you know, you start doing things like then it increases or decreases, you know, depending on other factors. But honestly, I can honestly say like, Throughout last year, I pretty much saw around the same amount every month, like a pretty,
0: like decent average. So, yeah. See, my problem with entrepreneurship is you keep mentioning faith is <laughs> the unknown. I don't well, like the unknown. I like definite. I like facts. I like for sure's. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, walk- so walking on faith is not. <laughs> Faith, what is that? I don't know her. She don't live here.
1: (laughs) Man, no.
0: It's crazy though, because I feel the same
1: way you feel. Like, I'm the same way. I'm very big on my security, my stability. Like, it does drive me nuts if I feel like, damn, having a week where my sales, like, maybe it's midway through the week and my sales aren't what they normally are. But then sometimes you have a day where it just blows up, but it's like, the overthinker in me, like, gets to, like, freaking out. Like, so it definitely, like, I understand, like, um and I think for me, too, what I'm learning with entrepreneurship when it comes to the stability aspect is you got to save the money you make it <laughs> so that you have stability. Like, that's really how you do it in entrepreneurship. Save the money.
0: I mean, but, yeah. I mean, you needed to be doing that period, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Yeah, because, baby, honestly, these 9 to 5s ain't stable either. <laughs> yeah. I know y'all seeing all these not- layoffs.
1: Yeah, the layout uh, Yeah. That's
0: crazy. Um, what do you feel like are some pros or benefits to entrepreneurship? You kind of talked about a couple, um, but what do you think are some pros and some cons of being an entrepreneur? Definitely. So the pros
1: are creating just the freedom, you know, getting yeah. to create your own schedule, determine your own prices. Um, Mm -hmm. take however long of a vacation you want to take, like
0: just the freedom because ultimately the success of it is determined by the work you put in, like mm -hmm. so many vacations or less work you're doing, and that's going to reflect on your business. That's facts, too. But it kind of just depends because, like,
1: that's the thing, and it's so funny. That's why I love this business that I'm doing the most the spiritual advising. Because that's really why I stopped baking is because with baking, I have to be where my clients are to do my work. Like, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, I'm baking, like I have to have a physical location, but in with spiritual advising, I can literally just take my cards, got my phone and I'm good. I can be on vacation and actually like get my work done. And so that's, that's another thing. Like when, when I talk about the freedom, like having the ability to do that and just, um. Those are the pros, like, even just the type of people, people that I meet through this, like, other um, entrepreneurs and creators and influencers mm-hmm. and just, like, um, other people who, like, live with those, like, don't live with those limitations or just, like, fully, like, I don't know, they get it. It's like they, mm-hmm. they dream, like, dreamers, you know what I mean? Like... Because you got to be like, to be an entrepreneur, seriously, like you have to be a dreamer. I
0: <laughs> so, like, I'm gotta have
1: dreamers. Yeah. It's like, you, you got to have it though.
0: <laughs> dreamers scare me. What? But yeah. That's just me not having faith. Yeah, that's what it is. You just don't, you got to have it. I don't, I, sometimes dreamers, but who am I to say somebody's dreams are too big? But sometimes I feel like dreamers dream too big. And. Not really being realistic about certain stuff. But again, my realistic, I mean, my impossible, somebody can make it possible. So I don't know. Except that
1: they dream too
0: big. I think they're just living above the clouds and like sometimes disconnect from reality, is what I'm saying. I don't even feel like it's that though. This is what I think. Because you have to,
1: seriously. You have to, like, you have to, when you have big dreams. It's going to be, it's going to seem that way to anybody because it's like, why do you think you could do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not everybody's average, it's not the average person's reality, right? So, yeah, I don't think it's that people dream too big. I think it's that it's energy too. It's like you got to align your actions to your dreams as well. Like, um, you can't just have yeah. the dream. A lot of people have the dream and they don't, like, follow up with it and do what needs to be done to mm-hmm. reach the dream. So I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's not that they dream too big. They're just not doing what they need to do to get there,
0: you know? Yeah. I'm learning a lot today. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, because we got to get you. This podcast is going it's going up, just so you know. Don't uh, make sure. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. No, so, for real. some cons? You know, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Say
1: what you got. I was just gonna say because you have the blog too. Like, I know you want to do this. Like, (laughs) I want to. I want you to do it.
0: I ain't gave up yet. I'm surprised I lasted this long, but I'm I'm going. uh, We are gonna
1: keep it going for real. Like, I hope you get some guests and everything, girl. Like,
0: I'm yeah. I'm always looking for guests.
1: Yeah, I guarantee when we get some clips, like we'll talk more offline.
0: We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. You right here. Um, So, well, what are okay, some but, um, cons, yeah, of entrepreneurship? Yeah. So, the cons of
1: entrepreneurship is the unknown, definitely. That's the biggest <laughs> con for me because I hate the unknown, just like you yeah. said. I yeah. hate the unknown, but entrepreneurship, that's what you're gonna get. So, that, um, just also it's a lot of responsibility because you're the boss and the boss is the, the maker, the breaker of whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have a good Mm -hmm. leader for whatever you're doing. And that's a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility. And it's a lot of, when you first start this out with entrepreneurship, you don't have money to pay people to help you. So you're doing everything. You're taking on every task. Like you're working hella hours just to get a foundation
0: that's my problem i like to sleep
1: <laughs> i that i is. feel you you be wanting to sleep like it's it's a lot like it's a sacrifice you gotta sacrifice your time like you gotta do customer service like you gotta be committed to it like discipline like yeah yeah so it's it's a lot of hard work you know and I don't say that's a con but at the same time it it
0: is like you know it's a lot of pressure so
1: and just not knowing like how much you're gonna make you know like you
0: can do all that and be great at all that and still might not necessarily have a good week or something like that I don't know it's a lot of stuff to go into (laughs) it man (laughs) but uh let me see my next question child let me zoom in I can't see Oh, okay. What does your daily routine look like as an entrepreneur?
1: Okay, cool.
0: average. Yeah, I
1: like that you added that. (laughs) Because (laughs) lately I've been slacking on my routine. Honestly, the past few months, my routine has been shitty as hell. Like, I really (laughs) haven't had a stable routine, if I'm being honest. I'm just now getting back into it. So, on mm-hmm. average, my routine, I like to wake up at like 6 30, 7 at the latest. If I really got a late night, like 8, but really 6 30. 6 30 is when I wake up every day. Like, it's only like if I have like certain activities and night before and stuff might change. But 6 30, I like to wake up, get a nice shower. I like to um, meditate if I'm doing my readings. Now, this is my usual routine. Like, okay, I've been slacking, but this is what I usually do. <laughs> um and then i like to just get started like 9 a.m i'm in my office right now got my cards do some messages have my sage get the energy like just get into mode like i even have a um an eating routine that i was following at that time too because I, was, I had a personal trainer i was trying to lose weight so he had times and stuff for us to eat so that was on my routine too like um, working out, like I had a, you know, getting sleep in, I had a blocked out schedule for leisure time. So that's smoking, watching TV, whatever I want to do, just leisure time. And I had it um, down to the hour. I did. I had to, because I was juggling so much. You juggle yeah. a lot as an entrepreneur. You have to be organized if you want to see the success with what you're doing. That's so, a lot
0: different from my days. I tell you that.
1: Yeah.
0: And Mine's it makes me lot. a lot, a lot slower. Oh, my day's a I, lot slower. I wake up at 6 37. Sometimes I do a little stretching in the morning mm-hmm. uh, just to loosen up the muscles and the bones. Because, you know, I'm getting old, y'all. So my muscles be a little tired when I wake up. I'm old, girl. Say it. You know, I'm about to be in my last year in my 20s. But anyway, I do a little stretchy stretch. Um, I have not been working out. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I take a shower. Um, yeah. And then I start getting ready for work, make my lunch, have some breakfast, go to work. And I'm there for eight hours. And mm-hmm. then I go home. And that's it. And I probably plan for this podcast a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. To dinner. and that's it for the moment. Yeah, like, yeah, nice day too. You doing stuff? Yeah, it just depends on the day. If I work mm-hmm. at home, no, that's a. If I work at home that day, that's a different story. I do a little bit, a little yeah. bit more when I work from home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <sighs> Taylor, I'm getting so sleepy. I only think I got one. I know two more questions, child. Two more. Okay, cool, cool. Um, well, you kind of just broke this down, I guess. What, what is your approach to achieving work-life balance? You know, because as an entrepreneur, you wear so many hats, you do so many jobs. How do you try to have work-life balance doing that? Man,
1: that schedule. If if you even do at all. Yeah, that schedule like is so important. Now lately, like I said, the schedule has not been on point. We getting <laughs> it back together, but the thing is lately I've been helping my boyfriend do things as well, like with PR. So that I've been mm-hmm. that's technically like freelance PR work. And um just things are different. It's like I'm in a relationship now, so that changes things up. But it's like the schedule is really what helps, like that's how I created work-life balance because I would just literally work all day every day, and I wouldn't even give myself mm-hmm. an off day because I just felt like, hey, you making money if you work in a day, you might as well you ain't got nothing better to do. So I had to literally tell myself, no, you need to treat this like a real job and have set hours. So I try to work yeah. from nine thirty to five thirty, unless it's just one of them days. Like if I'm taking a lot of breaks throughout the day. Then I might finish later, but other than that, um, two off days. You know what I'm saying. Now, if I'm putting overtime one, but I need at least one off day, um, and then just making sure I'm scheduling out time. My my personal trainer taught me a lot of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. check him out on Instagram, guys. His name is Roger Two Fit. Roger the Number Two in it Fit. He taught me these things with working out, but it, it applied mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. And so he said, you need to carve out time in your day to just do nothing. Like, to relax, you need to give yourself a morning routine, a nighttime routine. Like, yeah. he said, scheduling your food and meal prep. So that's how you do it. You just
0: schedule stuff. That makes sense. I mean, that's what I, what I do at I work at um, my regular job. But it's mm. just tasks. I just schedule them. Uh-huh. Um. but honestly I schedule everything y'all I told y'all I'm getting old if it ain't in my google calendar I don't know about it everything is in my google calendar yeah. it has to go in my google calendar because uh-huh. I, I won't know I won't remember it could yeah. be a neighborhood block party that I was planning to go to it better be in my calendar like uh-huh. gotta use that thing yeah um this might be my last question, maybe. But how do you handle the risks, mainly financial risks, that come with entrepreneurship? So. You don't have to get I, too personal, obviously.
1: No, I'm very transparent. I'm not going to get overly personal, but I'm very <laughs> transparent. Um, so I had to... Honestly, even before, really in, in college, before I even started doing the business I'm doing now, I just learned you got to have something saved up for yourself. Like you have a vehicle now. So what happens if you get in an accident? Okay, you need at least a thousand dollars for your deductible. And then I just started mm-hmm. looking at my expenses like that I'm like, okay, Now it's like, okay. Now you need this much money, this much money. And with entrepreneurship, I just applied the same thing. It's like, you know, there could mm-hmm. be a time where your money get low and the more money you're making, the more expenses. So my expenses, I like. Well, oh. it don't have to be, y'all. It don't have to be. Don't don't That's fall for that. Do. I don't have crazy <laughs> expenses for my business because I'm a service anyway. So it's not like I have like supplies mm-hmm. and stuff. I do have some stuff I sell. But I'm just saying like with, with what I do at least. I have yeah. to invest money, kind of, to do a lot of the things that I do. Like, even with the edibles, like I got to invest money in the products. You know what I'm saying? Like, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's like, um, and you will take L. So you have to have money saved up, basically, because there might be a time where, okay, I, how I just said edibles, I fucked up a whole batch of edibles one time. That's a few hundred dollars. <laughs> like... You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like you are going to take L's because you might lose you might lose some products or misplace something like it happens. You're going to make mistakes at some point and you have to save up and be prepared and just kind of, you know, so that's kind of how you handle the risk is like you just trying to save up your money and be as smart about it as you can and invest it and you know.
0: Yeah, that's great advice for everybody, not just entrepreneurs. Like even if you got a nine to five, dead ass, pay yourself first, Mm -hmm. always, because you never know what's going to happen. You've seen in this economy, thousands and thousands and thousands of tech workers and all these people getting laid off. Yeah, they get a little severance, but what happens when that severance is done and they still don't have a job? They need money, okay? Mm -hmm. And don't say, oh, I'll handle it when it happens. If it happens, it ain't no if it's when because something is always gonna happen at some point and you're gonna need some money for So, Yeah. Don't dare yeah. tell y'all nothing. Yeah. Save. <laughs> save. For real. For real. Right. And save just in case you're tired of your job and you just wanna quit and you don't have another job lined up like I did. Have some money so you can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a really big drought this year. Like I told you really from like April to like last month, honestly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: huge slump for me. I'm still making money, but not the money I needed to be making. And luckily I had saved up so much money that I was able to take care of myself all this time. Like, Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying it's just important to say whether you're an entrepreneur or not, how you said.
0: Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, That was going to be my last question, but I just thought about one more. Okay. If you could give any piece of advice for other Gen Zers or other people, period, who are thinking about taking the leap to entrepreneurship, what would you tell them?
1: Man, this is going to sound so cliche <laughs> because everybody says the same stuff, but it's true. That's why they say it. You have to believe in yourself, bro. (laughs) Like, you have to have faith. You have to believe in yourself. Nobody else is going to believe in you as much as you do. Like, nobody else. Not even your parents, your loved ones. No, they're not going to believe in you as much as you because you are doing something that the average person doesn't. And when you're going against norms, people are going to look at you like you're crazy. And you have to believe that your product, that your whatever it is, is going to take off. And you it's just, it's so important. The mindset is so important, like <laughs> that faith and belief in yourself. When I tell you, my parents laughed at me. <laughs> when I started doing spiritual stuff, they thought I was out here scamming people. And then when they started, <laughs> oh, on, no, for real, like... <laughs> I just becoming people whatever like because they're like okay when did you learn how to do this like so they're they thinking okay you're out here just telling people whatever right and no when they started I I actually seeing here it's, it's it's crazy though but like when they actually started seeing what people had to say about my work and actually started seeing okay she's gaining a bunch of followers when they see the results. When people see your results, that is when they start believing in you. They're not going to believe in you
0: before that. So you have to believe in yourself
1: the whole journey. You need
0: proof, y'all. That's what I be saying. I need some proof.
1: (laughs) Yep. And you just can't. You just, you got to know. You just got to know and trust in God and surrender. Like, you know.
0: Aww, That's some great advice. My advice, if you want to get into a nine to five, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm playing y'all. I already told y'all I love the nine to five life. (laughs) I'm at home most most of the week. I I like it. Um, Uh Do you? No, but I do want. I do have some advice because this is for the people, the students that's going to college or finishing up college, and they worried about a job in this economy or. the uh the pay and all that I don't even know what I was about to say oh my god I lost my whole train of thought (laughs) I lost my whole train of thought oh the shit is a grind like whether you trying to go nine to five or um Entrepreneur, either way, this shit is going to be a grind. Like, you're not going to get anywhere good without grinding unless you're male and white and rich. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not. So, just be prepared to grind, is all I'm saying. Like, sometimes I'll be thinking, like, man, shit, I should have shit better right now. I should have more of my life together. I should be doing this, this, and that. And then sometimes I'll be like, but I also ain't been working for nothing. Like, I ain't been doing shit. Like, I have had time and I can be doing more because the people who have done it are doing it, work their ass off. Mm-hmm. So, and this isn't to say slave for these big corporate places to the point that they done stole your whole mental health and all that. Don't do that. That's foolish. Mm-hmm. But if getting to the top is what where you want to be, it's going to be a grind. That's mm-hmm. all. Mhm. I like, that. I like that. You you got it back together. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's initially what I was gonna say, but I made it, and I'm ready yep. to eat my chicken shawarma now. Oh, okay. <laughs> got you some Tia, Trader anyway. Joe's.
1: <laughs> I was gonna go there today. I ended up going to Target instead. I
0: know um, it's not the same thing at all, but <laughs> I love them both. Yeah. Okay, y'all. So I have no idea what happened to the rest of the recording with Taylor. Uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't record it. I'm not gonna schedule more time. It was at the end of the end of our interview anyway. Um, so it just is what it is. But I will share taylor's social media handles with y'all i think honestly she's mostly just on instagram um and her instagram is taylor's laced so t-a-y-l-o-r-s-l-a-c-e-d that is her main page but then she also has two other pages for her businesses Um, for her baking business, which is cookie galore bakery on Instagram. It's just local to the Chicago area. And then for her spiritual healing business, it is at healing vibrations, tarot, spelled T-A-R-O-T. So healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, vibrations, V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S, tarot, T-A-R-O-T. I think Never mind. I'm not even gonna say I think that's her main business. I'm pretty sure she does both. Um, But if you're interested in seeing what Taylor does, some of her side hustles and her uh, businesses as a solopreneur, definitely go find her on the gram. Um, I'm sure she'll be happy to have have your business um, or just have some engagement on her brand pages. So yeah, we're gonna get right into this wellness wisdom segment. Y'all, because the interview was so long with Taylor, because we're friends and it was just very conversational, I ain't got too much for y'all for wellness wisdom and for money matters. Um, But for wellness wisdom, I want to talk about screen time. So as an adult, we might think uh, limiting screen time is just beneficial for children when really that is not the case. Like we as people, as human beings, should just not spend as much time in front of screens as we currently do. And that's not just cell phones. It's cell phones, TV, iPads, computers, whatever the digital screen is. Uh, There was a study done, don't remember who did the study, I didn't put it in my notes, that the worldwide average screen time in a day is six hours and 58 minutes so let's just say seven hours so that means we spend about 30 percent of our days in front of screens which is kind of insane to me like yeah you have work but the additional time I looked at my screen time or when I started like researching more about screen time and um, how it affects adults I looked at my own screen time on my phone and I saw that I was spending an absurd amount of time and it's mainly social media like seven hours I don't even know a day a week I don't know but it was insane numbers and I was like oh no like no wonder I ain't getting shit done because I'm scrolling on TikTok all fucking day um so because of that I started using the limiting my own screen time I had to treat myself like a child like I'm even considering getting a flip phone so and only using my iphone for business it's just but part of my business is having to be on social media that's the thing Um, but i do try to limit my social media use to only uh, two and a half hours a day and i stop using my phone at 9 30 every night so that has been helping but the thing is i just replaced it with tv like i try to do puzzles and shit but It's too hard, y'all. I'm not going to lie. So when it comes to screen time in adults, I found one article that says adults should limit screen time to less than two hours each day outside of work. Um, But I also found another study or an article that says when it comes to adults, it's not necessarily the amount of screen time that's concerning. It's the content that we intake on our screens. And... The content specifically that is not good for us to constantly be consuming on our screens is social media, and that is what most adults are spending their time on on their phone. It's one thing if you're on YouTube watching educational videos or, you know, you're learning something and things like that, but most of adults' um, screen time comes from doom scrolling on social media, Um, and that has a lot of effects on people's mental health. Um, It is a big reason for things like depression, anxiety, loneliness, and things like that, which I've talked about in other episodes. So I think in articles and psychologists also think that adults should one, start limiting their screen time outside of work whenever possible, um, and replacing it for a healthier alternative exercise, puzzles, things like that. Um, and two, we got to start spending less time on social media. I think we all know this. um, And even though we might not feel like it affects us, baby, it does. Like the people with body dysmorphia, the people that are lonely, the people who feel like they're not enough because other 20 something year olds have this and that on social media. Like how many people are showing the bad shit in their life on social media? Not that many. So just be mindful of the things that, you are intaking into your brain or the kind of content that you consume because it definitely does have an effect on you. All right. All right. Last segment of the show is money matters. Honestly, I ain't got nothing for y'all today. My my money matters tip is make as much money as you can and save as much money as you can because the economy sucks and you never know when you'll be down on your luck that's it all right I hope y'all have enjoyed today's episode I will also include Taylor's information in the description Um, as always please follow this podcast and like and share with your friends and you can listen anywhere you get your podcast. and I hope y'all have a wonderful week thanks for listening to talk to y'all next week bye